Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, welcome to the podcast, guys. want to uh, give you an update here to talk to you about some lessons Chris Voss is learning. So um, you may have seen recently I put forth a Medium post. Uh, it's uh, entitled, uh, let's see if I can find it really quickly here. It's entitled, Facebook is failing us in our darkest moment of crisis. And... Um, some interesting stuff there and uh, uh, that I've been posting and talking about on Medium. I think this is going to go on the Chris Foss show. I just haven't had time to convert it. But I learned a very important lesson and gave me a new perspective on what I've been wasting a lot of time at. And I think a lot of us do that as well. Uh, I started out on Twitter uh, with social media uh, and then, you know, of course Facebook, but Facebook was kind of always kind of, uh, squashed where you couldn't have, you could only have so many friends. Uh, and, uh, over the years it kind of became something where it became harder and harder to reach all of your friends and all of your circles and everything else. So, but on Twitter, I was a rock star across all of our Twitter accounts. We have about 400,000 followers. Uh, between LinkedIn, I have a giant 135,000 group LinkedIn. Uh, I think I have about 60,000 people, whatever. It's like there's 30,000 people that you can have as connections on LinkedIn. I think I have another 30,000 that follow me if I remember correctly. So, um, but one of the things I loved about Twitter was I could reach outside of my audience. I could reach with hashtags, with, with things that were talked about on the, on the, on the uh, platform and I could reach out uh, using hashtags and different uh, uh, getting in on different news items or cruising, you know, trending hashtags. I could expand my base. I can hijack uh, different show hashtags like South by Southwest CS show. And I can hijack those hashtags and I can take and uh, get my message out or angle podcasts to it or do different promotions for companies using those, those hashtags, but I can basically get outside my fishbowl, if you will. And, um, one of the bad habits that I've been in since about 2015 is constantly being on Facebook. <laughs> and I've actually started for a long time since then, I've been treating, uh, Twitter more and more like a stupid stepchild. And of course, Twitter hasn't helped with some of the different rules and things they've done to block some of my automations for getting all my uh, materials shared out. And, uh, what I call, um, uh, the, the, the repetitive nature of saturation. Saturation is really important. It's why you see Geico commercial, like every, what every break or every other commercial break, it's saturation that they're doing. They don't just run a commercial ad once they saturate you with it. So it gets stuck in your brain. Um, and that's what I've done with a lot of my medium over the years in Twitter and Twitter has made it harder and harder to do that. Uh, the clown car that crashed into success, these idiots don't know how to do it. And of course, some of the different rules they're kicking into place are because there are some people who really abuse the system. I mean, we're seeing whole governments like Iran and China and stuff really abuse the system, Russia, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, uh, so I get why they do some of it, but a lot of it is really anti-business, anti-friendly and makes people not want to use Twitter. Uh, LinkedIn has done a lot of the same as, it, as its growth has gone on over the years. I mean, I'm still like after years screaming, trying to get live video. I don't know what the fuck they are doing over there, uh, or who's in charge, but they clearly have no fucking idea what they're fucking doing at LinkedIn. Um, 
it's just I, I you just sit and go, does anybody use this shit that's making decisions on it? Like, do they actually use it and make money off of it? Like, if you're just a fucking programmer, you don't understand how people make money off this or how it becomes a business tool that, that functions well. You're just like, no, we need to code it so it looks better. Anyway, moving on. So since about 2015, I've been raging on Facebook. I think you know the particular person, the orange person that I'm raging about. Um, and it's been wasting a lot of time. <laughs> And uh, I should have been writing books. Yeah, you know, I look at the hours that I put into Facebook and all the different things that I do. Uh, there's certainly the personal aspect. I keep in touch with a lot of my friends. I keep in touch with their, you know, see what their kids are doing, their families. Hey, your kid's grown up. All right. Yeah, good for you, man. Love your friend. And, uh, you know, you you. it's kind of like your social life. You know, when I was a kid, you used to. You know, we'd have these big family get-togethers. You go to the family get-together, and you know, you'd have these huge family reunions where people travel from all over the country or the world. If you had a big family, you'd have this big. You'd like rent the park for a day, and you'd have this huge family thing. You'd be like, "Seriously, I'm related to you? Wow, okay. I'm your you're my fifth cousin's daughter's whatever. You know, but you'd be you know you'd have these huge family get-togethers, uh, and so now we have these sort of virtual experience. You know. Uh, I used to have a lot of friends who were local, you know, I go drinking with them and go partying with them and hang out with them. And now my friends are all over the world. And so I can't go partying and drinking with them. So I go on Facebook and we waste a bunch of time doing whatever. A lot of times on Facebook, I'm raging about politics. If you haven't seen me there, um, over time, Facebook has, has slowly dwindled down to where fewer and fewer people in your circles can see your posts. So that your posts don't circulate to all your friends. So if you have 5,000 friends, 5,000 friends are going to see your posts. Uh, we've even toyed with the keywords and stuff and some of the manipulations of the algorithm uh, where I've always found if you really want someone to see a post, put the put the keywords like, I'm thinking of unfriending some people over this uh, in the post, uh, like unfriending <laughs> You'd be surprised how many motherfuckers are going to see that post. Like Facebook knows when you're thinking about, when you're talking about leaving Facebook and affronting a bunch of people, they know that they need to send it out to all the people. And you'll like have these posts for about unfriending that will get like all this traction when, you know, the post before that you couldn't get five people to give you a like. And, um, so I've been stuck in this rut with Facebook for a long time where I've been, uh, just waking up every day, check Facebook, you know, you probably do the same thing, try and, you know, come up with snarky shit to put on there, funny shit, try and entertain people. I love to do that. That's one of my things. I love entertaining people. I love making them laugh. I love making them think. Um, I think sometimes I like arguing with people. So there's that, but it's not productive. <laughs> Honestly, it really isn't. These, a lot of these people that are on Facebook are my dear friends, people that I like, and, um, I spend my time mostly talking to them and, uh, and in looking back at it, it's has been that productive. I mean, yeah, I've got my friends, but I probably always have those friends whether I talk to them 20 times a day or once a day, they probably still be my friend at this point. Cause we've got a lot of history. So, uh, recently, uh, a lot of the, if you read my medium posts, what's been happening, and I'm going to give this as a warning to people, uh, 
Facebook had a layoff. I think it was like 15,000 mods that they had, human mods, uh, through, it was through a third party thing. They sent a lot of their employees home, but they had to lay off a lot of their mod staff. Um, and, uh, so did YouTube, so did Twitter actually. And because of it, there's not people minding the algorithm in the store as much. So, uh, YouTube's had some problems. I've seen, I've had some friends that have their accounts that have been suspended. Um, that it got hacked somehow, I guess, uh, and different other issues. Uh, there's some people that, ha- it was reported by Bloomberg, a bunch of the stuff I took from Bloomberg story that I'm going to give you, uh, where, um, the, uh, the people were finding that the algorithms that they adjusted were, um, we're not sending in the same sort of traffic anymore. So what these companies have done, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and I'm sure some others is they jacked up the moderator algorithms to Autobot default, suspend, warn, all that sort of good stuff. Um, people for community standards that, uh, normally they'd have mods look at. I mean, I get in trouble with mods every now and then. One of my big things is I would use the term white trash. Now, I'm a comedian in the sense of amateurness, but I know that one of the things about being a comedian is being self-effacing that, you know, the jokes on you sometimes. And that's the funny part about it. To be honest with you, I'm white trash. Okay. (laughs) Those of you know me, those hanging out with me, I'm not, you know, part of the royalty elite. Let's put it that way. Okay. I can be pretty trashy. I can be white trash. I went around in flip flops and sometimes socks during the winter and flip flops. Come on. Is that any way trashy or what? Uh, I'm no, I'm no uppity elite classes. Okay. I don't live in a mobile home, but, uh, I'm not judging people who live in a mobile home, but I am white trash. So I made some jokes about white trash and I make it a point of always saying LOL. And, uh, late last year, um, I wrote something about white trash and immediately it got, it got flagged and I got a warning. It's like, don't use white trash. And I think I got, locked out for a day or something. Well, I got angry because that's usually what I do. And I wrote a post about how, can you believe that if when I say white trash, this is whatever, well, guess who triggered the community thing again? Me. <laughs> so I got two of those. And then recently, uh, you saw where Facebook's, uh, algorithm went off the rails and like all of us, like everybody on Facebook, it seemed, uh, had f- three to four of their posts that were suspended, uh, because they, uh, some sort of an algorithm screw up. Uh, I'm seeing the same thing on Twitter right now, uh, where, uh, and, and YouTube has come out. It was said right on the top of my YouTube. It said, by the way, there's not as many moderators in what we're going through right now. So it may take us longer to reply to community standard issues. Uh, Twitter right now, about half my Twitter accounts are jacked. And I, I finally started reporting them to Twitter and they sent me some crap back and I'm going to have to go to them again and go, no, that's not it. Um, but I've got somewhere they're just cycling through, uh, validations of the, of the phone number and takes like two cyclings of putting the phone number in, putting the code in. And then finally I get into my account and I can use it and it's fine and everything's dandy. But as soon as I log out of that account and try and log back in, I got to go through this whole fucking bullshit dance like twice again. And you're like, why is my account constantly getting, it's not getting suspended. It's getting like, it's like prove this is yours. I've put the accounts on an authy system with third party 
uh, login. Uh, they have phone numbers, but they still want me to do the text thing. It's just fucking crazy. And it's only happening on half my accounts. I have a lot of accounts <laughs> and accounts we see for over clients. It's only happening on half of them. So, and it's not happening on my main one, my big one, you know, the Chris Voss account, uh, and some of my other big ones, it's just, it's just fucko how it's happening. And I can't figure out what the thing is, but what it is, is all of these companies have jacked the algorithms to uh, cover for the fact they don't have as many mods. I've never been suspended on Facebook. I think the most I was ever suspended was for like a day. And I think it was after the little white trash comments that I made. Now, what I always do when I do social media so that people know that I'm making jokes or if I make some jokes on a friend's um, post, and I highly recommend people do this, a learning lesson for those of you out there. People can't read the context or the uh, empathy uh, that's in a for what you say so what you say can you may think it's a joke but some for somebody it can look very factual or very insulting so i always put lol on my jokes so i always do it um in fact there's a famous uh thing that happened where uh, i had a friend who's like why do you always do that it looks so stupid when you put lol on your post and then some guy below like flipped a flipped this bitch over like oh my god you wrote this fucking thing and it's real and i'm like dude i wrote lol it's a joke and he's like oh and then i was able to tell the other friend see this is the reason we put lols for this stupid shit so they were like oh well okay yeah now i see why you put lol and everything so i wrote another joke on uh, a very dear friend of mine he's been on the podcast and everything uh, i love him dearly and uh i wrote a joke <laughs> He is, his daughter's painted his nails and he's like, Hey, my daughter's painting my nails. Ugly fucking green color. Just really <laughs> ugly. And so I wrote the joke, the comment. Um, I wrote, man, you're going to make an ugly tranny. That was all I wrote. And I wrote L O L. Okay. Now normally the mods look at that and go, okay, he wrote L O L. He clearly meant that as a joke. And you would think that Facebook would have good enough algorithms to go, okay, hold on. He wrote this to a close friend that he's known for like fucking 10 years that he's been connected to. He's written a lot of shit to this person back and forth, and they're clearly friends. Uh, you know, he's just not writing nasty shit to, you know, somebody he's never met before. So we don't really need to suspend him for whatever. So, uh, I wrote this little joke on a comment. Didn't think of anything of it because I've written stuff like this. This isn't new. I don't write a lot of tranny jokes, but, you know, I've written, I written some pretty kind of sketchy stuff. I've done Pornhub jokes and, you know, I've done I've done some sketchy stuff. I've done some sketchy stuff in joking uh, and kind of pushing the envelope where I've actually had some friends call me up and go, hey, man, you know, if you can kind of back that off a little bit, I'm like, oh, sorry, man. He's like, yeah, you know, my grandma reads my comments. I go, okay, well, I didn't know your grandma was reading your comments, but uh, what's your grandma's Facebook profile? I'll make her laugh. Um, so I've never, ever gone through any length of time of any suspension from Facebook. So I made this joke. I get an automated warning saying, you have violated the community standards on Facebook and you've been suspended for seven days. I've never been suspended for seven days. Now, I've had some friends that get suspended, and they've been suspended for up to 30 days. And what they do is they get into it with Trump voters, and they get really angry, they get really hateful, they get really fucking mean, and, you know, they're all going back and forth, and that's when they get in trouble. 
Uh, and I'm sure all the, whoever they're arguing with <laughs> reports them and shit. So, <laughs> so I get the seven day suspension and I'm like, what the mother fuck? And of course I always fight it. I fought the white trash shit and they still said I was in violation of whatever. Um, and, and here's the other thing too. A lot of this stuff I never saw happening until Mark Zuckerberg started going and kissing Trump's ass. Now, regardless of where you are on the political thing, there's a point last year where Mark Zuckerberg started going up, sucking up to Donald Trump. He was getting bashed from the conservatives and stuff, and they were talking about investigating him and everything else. And so he went up to kiss the hand of his master and uh, had some private dinners with him that came out in Peter Thiel and everything. Um, and it became very apparent, especially with the rule that uh, Zuckerberg and Facebook wanted to make, is that uh, they're willing to take whatever lies, deceitful ads that come from politicians uh, during the thing where Twitter and YouTube and a few other people said, no, we're not going to take those ads. Uh, so he's willing to sell his soul to whatever it takes and sold his soul to the right. Ever since that's happened, this is when I started seeing these hiccups with white trash, um, with people, with all sorts of different things. And it, 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 it's been like, wait, this used, we used to be able to do this all the time. What the fuck is going on? Why is the hammer coming down? And, uh, the community standards are completely ambiguous. I've read them looking for the keywords that I've used like white trash that got me in trouble. So anyway, I get this automated message saying you've been suspended for seven days. I'm like, what the mother fuck are you fucking shitting me? So I, you know, I, I uh, challenge it or whatever, the appeal thing. And and I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm sure that I might have to wait a day or two and somebody will look at it and we'll be done. I appeal it and I get a message back saying, you've been suspended for 30 days. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Here's the kicker. It's showing all of my uh, horrendous violations, two occasions of which were the white trash one. One was me saying white trash, and one was me making a post trying to uh, make an argument and go, what the fuck is going on, Facebook? Why are we doing this? And I, I hadn't said white trash and posted the picture white trash. So uh, I'm like, can you believe I'm being written up for white trash? I was like flipping out over it and doing what we do in social media. Um and, and I got suspended for that. So I basically got a two for one right there. <laughs> Good job, Chris. The problem is, too, is the recent three to four articles that Facebook's bug did has fucked me up and is now stacked against me, too. So now the automation bots that are out of control because there's no human mods reviewing this shit anymore has pushed me to a 30-day suspension because it's looking at my fuck-ups Facebook's fuck-ups and going, yeah, this guy's a wanted criminal and felony, felonious uh, Facebook poster. So I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm really fucking pissed. I, and, and I just got done building this really great coronavirus uh, group uh, that now I can't mod. And people are, like, posting going, has uh, anyone seen Chris lately? Uh, I can, fortunately, I can see everything that's going on. What's upsetting is this is happening at a time where I need to be in touch with my friends. My friends have people that are dying, people that are going in the hospital. Uh, they're asking for support. We've kind of been supporting each other. When I call them, I go, hey, man, I'm a bad day. Can you cheer me up? And and they cheer me up, and then they call me and go, hey, it's uh, my turn to have a bad day. Can you uh, play the clown? Um, 
And so that's been going on. This is the worst fucking motherfucking time to have this go down. Uh, my Facebook group, I'm really proud of. It gives people a lot of data. Now I can't provide those resources to them because uh, I said the word ugly tranny. Now I've seen the words ugly tranny being used in a context that was very horrendous. I've seen it used in bullying. Uh, when I used to go in the deplorables groups, uh, I used to see it. That, that was a term they would use for uh, Michelle Obama, who I think is beautiful. And uh, it, not only on the outside, but on the inside. And uh, I, I just think highly of her. Um, and uh, the, the, the other irony that just kills me is if I go on Facebook and I search the term ugly tranny, I get the fucking phone book. Like it's in regular fucking use there. <laughs> so I'm like, how the fuck did I get tripped up by this fucking an algorithm? And what is the double standard here where the whole, the whole pla platform is using it, but I'm not somehow I just triggered the right motherfucking sequence of, of hellscape. So here's where we're at on the other side of this. So right now I'm in you know suspension land, but I got to tell you, this is what I've come to. This is the best thing Facebook could have done for me. This is the best thing Facebook could have done for me. I was out of control. I was an addict. And it's kind of, I feel like, I feel right now like I'm the, the guy who was on meth or crack or the alcoholic who gets put in jail and he has to get clean because he can't get access to the drug anymore. And so you have to get clean because you can't get the drug. And I started looking at how much time I was spending doing that and how much work I was putting into it. And then I started realizing some truths, if you will. Uh, one truth I was realizing was I was spending a lot of time on there raging about politics. Now, I've always thought of myself as a cheerleader. So when I would have friends tell me, well, you're, you're just creating an echo chamber. You're just you're all the same people. You're all friends. You all know your political affiliations. You're all just beating the same fucking drum, the same bullshit over and over. And it's just an echo chamber. And I always say, well, that's fucking bullshit because I'm a cheerleader. I'm keeping the fires alight. I'm keeping us focused. I'm keeping us, uh, you know, I'm keeping us burning, man. I'm, I'm getting people charged up for the election. I'm getting people out to vote. I'm, you know, speaking my mind and stuff. Well, here's the biggest problem in thinking back about it now that I've done since I've been able to get outside of the bubble is I've been able to realize that most of my friends that I talk to, they're all on the same political page as I am. We all have the same values as I do because I've ejected most of the people that have um, values that don't condone with a just human decency to each other. And, um, yeah, I'm keeping the fires alight, but so are they. And we all read the same shit. We all read WAPO, Washington Post. We all read the New York Times. We're all well-read. Um, we all see the same stuff. We pass around. I have been, I've always tried to be really good at being that guy who can put the spin on things or my angle or the guy who can see through the mystical, uh, fog or farce that's being put forth and go, okay, this is what is really going on. Sometimes I can put some good comedy on it. Um, whether it's political or whether it's a life thing. Uh, and entertain people. And so that's always important to me too. I like to entertain people. But when I think of how much time I've wasted over there doing stuff, uh, it's really been, it's really been largely a waste of time and I've been addicted to it. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. I'm addicted 
to Facebook or I have been <laughs> and now I'm free of it. And I, and I, and I kind of want to stay clean. You know what I mean? I feel like a junkie right now. I should probably start going to Facebook AAA. And this is probably the best thing they did for me. Now, hopefully I can get through this 25 day period, get back on and just be cool and, and be able to communicate with my friends that I'm worried about maybe dying soon or maybe in the hospital or their families in the hospital and they're dying and they're going to need their friends there to support them. This is horrific of what uh, Facebook is doing right now where they've jacked up these mods and they're failing the social media community because they just don't want to pay anybody. It's not like, it's not like, it's not like fucking Mark Zuckerberg's short on cash. <laughs> whatever man in fact if anything there's more people on facebook right now than ever before so i don't know why the fuck they're cutting their people off so they can't have enough mods for the shit but um i don't know whatever man but here here's the thing i i took a look at um the other thing i found is i'm literally talking i maybe have five thousand friends or four thousand friends on facebook i think it is um but i'm pretty much talking the same 25 people like that's about it. Like maybe there might be a hundred people that might come like a post every now and then, but maybe a hundred out of 5,000. And it's always bugged me about how I'm like, where are all those fucking people? Now, if I use the keyword, I'm going to front a bunch of people. Uh, wow. Everyone shows the fuck up. Um, and I get like 600, whatever, so, you know, but I get tired of that. And when you really think about it, they're fucking with us. They're just manipulating us. So, um, what I've been doing is using some of that same sort of effort, but a little bit more uh, controlled on my Twitter account and my LinkedIn account. Uh, and my LinkedIn, unfortunately, keeps me in the same sort of uh, tank of uh, bubble, okay? Because it's my connection seeing my shit. You can do hashtags, but I don't think most people really search for hashtags on fucking LinkedIn. You're either connected or you're not. Uh, you can do articles and you can hashtag them. I have a big group, but you know, I have that group. They're my group. That's my bubble. So, you know, I, it's hard to get out of it unless people join my group. Um, but what I've been doing is doing more posts on Twitter and, uh, I've been finding I'm getting lots of new followers. Now the only followers I get on Facebook are webcam whores who want you to pay him by the hour for xyz or whatever you know you always go to their profile and you're like oh look nudity and uh, you want me to go to your nude whatever webcam thing great thanks that or nigerian princes you know those guys are uh people from the middle east that you're just like i'm not sure if i should friend you because i don't want the uh because i don't know if you're a terrorist i'm not I'm not trying to be a racist or anything, but I don't know everybody. I don't know you and you've got guns and shit and, you know, people tied up in your pictures and it's scaring the fuck out of me. Not all of them like that, but I just don't know you. I don't know what your language is. And, uh, so and I don't know why you're friending me. Like what the fuck? Why? I'm not friending you. I'm not friending people in Pakistan. The people in Pakistan are wonderful people. Uh, I'm sure 99% of them, but I'm not really interested in building relationships with those people. Uh, maybe if I met them, maybe if I hung out with them, you know, we had a drink and stuff. Yeah, sure, man. Uh, we'll be friends. But uh, I'm not really looking at opening up shop in your end of the world. It's just because I can barely handle what I'm doing over here, man. I got nothing against you. It's just I'm just trying to just control my little pool here, man. <laughs> it's only so big I can get with the scale. So um, 
So, you know, that's all I get. Uh, every now and then, on a really, really extreme rare occasion, I've found that if I get on a super hot post, you know, some big thing goes down. And I can share that article very quickly. I get into Facebook trending. And I think I've done it maybe all of three times. And suddenly I'll have hundreds of people show up on my feed telling me what an asshole. <laughs> it's usually Trump voters. And they're like, you said bad things about Trump. Trump's not bad. Man. You're a fucking asshole. And 99% of the new conversations I get of that don't really add value to my circle. It's just a bunch of people shitting on me for whatever the hell I said. Um, but I got to tell you, I gone over to Twitter and kind of refocused on being on Twitter. I've kind of let Twitter dwindle for a long time. And suddenly I, my Twitter is jumping. I'm getting likes. I'm getting follows from people. Uh, I'm entertaining. So I'm filling that basket for my psychology. Um, and I'm really loving it and I'm meeting new people. And guess what? I'm expanding my base. I'm expanding my horizon. I'm getting a whole mess of new people to interact with that can really expand what I'm doing. I can get new listeners to the Chris Voss show on Facebook. I don't get new listeners to the Chris Voss show. All my 25 friends hopefully already subscribe or they've heard about this stupid thing I do. They're just done with it. They're just, I'll, I'll tell people, like, you listen to my podcast? I'm like, yeah, I see your post on that. Well, did you listen to him? Okay. But here's what's great is Twitter, between using hashtags, hijacking stuff, there's the Monday motivation every Monday, there's the follow Friday. Well, it's not what it used to be, but you know what I mean? There's every day where they kind of have the same hashtag they always run. And then, of course, you can hit trending topics. Um, and you can trend like way better on Twitter than you can on Facebook. Like if I write a post and I hashtag it, it doesn't seem like anybody ever sees that post outside of my circles. It's just my friends. Every now and then somebody will show up that came out of my thing and I'll be like, who the fuck is that? And why are they calling me an asshole? And then I'll look at them and be like, oh, they're not my friend. That's why they call me an asshole. But it's really fucking rare on Facebook. So, uh, I'm over on Twitter looking at what I'm doing, expanding my base, expanding my friends. Uh, it used to be on Twitter. I, it kind of was starting to die down where I just post there every couple days and I'd be like, oh, well, I got one heart. I got one retweet. Well, I'm over there spending a lot of quality time doing that. Hopefully I don't get addicted to that sort of shit, but I've just expended, just kind of rework my whole toolkit to go over there. Um, and, uh, and I gotta tell you, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And you can create great lists over there. My friend, Robert Scoble makes great lists. You can follow his list. Uh, I'm of course following news on the coronavirus, so it's important for me to collect facts and knowledge and see what's going on and try and figure out how it impacts me and people in the world around me. Uh, different business tips, there's PR comms, different things that he has from business you can follow over there. I've got my own list that I've built of newsmakers and people that I want to follow, people that I really like, some of my close friends I've got tagged so that whenever they post, I get notified of them. I'm having a good time. And uh, I can even post all my family pictures, like my dog pictures, my dog videos, and all that stupid shit I post on Facebook. But here's what I've here's what I've uh, I'm happy about. Um, the Jack isn't kissing Trump's ass. If anything, he said we're not going to take political ads. We're not going to play the right. We're going to play down the middle with everybody. 
but we're not going to play favorites and we're not going to bend to the pressure. Um, and I also like the fact that, uh, uh, Twitter seems to be a lot more fair. Um, and it seems to be a lot more worldly. It sees itself more as a public square as opposed to Facebook, which is just kind of a circle jerk of your friends. And I always had people tell that to me. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. We're in a circle jerk of my friends. Yeah, sure. I live in a bubble. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. We're all just self-signaling. Uh, I had one friend, a good friend, who said to me, Chris, all you're doing is just signaling to each other. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, this this is important, you know. Uh, you know, more people came in and voted in 2018 on the Democrat side because we kept the fires light, um, which I'm not sure is fully true, but uh, we like to think that bullshit. So you see what I mean. Um, so I've also gotten tired of manipulation of Facebook. You know, it seems like when Twitter and YouTube and Google say, well, we're not going to do that anymore. Facebook's like, no, we're still going to do that. Cause we like making money. Uh, the whole mantra over there is, is very different. Uh, one of the problems I've have about getting suspended is there are still motherfucking white nationalist groups on that website, on Facebook, doing their whole racial shit. There's KKK people on there doing stuff in groups. There's actually an anti-Semitic uh, Holocaust denier on there, a group on there, <laughs> where they propagate about um, how the Holocaust was fake. That's their bullshit they're putting out, conspiracy theory, uh, which is bullshit. Um, and, uh, and Mark just goes, well, it's important we have everybody on, but if I type white trash, <laughs> people could be on there that are KKK members, white nationalist members, and Holocaust denier members who are anti-Semitic, but God forbid Chris should post white trash or ugly tranny as a joke to a friend. Oh, you heinous person, Chris Voss. What kind of horrible person are you? You're worse than a anti-Semite? No, I don't think so. So the double standard is pretty bullshit, and uh, and and that made just makes me go. You know what? I I don't think I I think what I realized is you need me more than I need you. It's kind of that point you reach with your girlfriend. You ever had a girlfriend that you were dating? She's like, I'm going to break up with you, and you're like, No, don't leave me, please, don't leave me. And she's like, uh, you know, and she keeps holding her head and using it as a weapon and, you know, extortion weapon. And, she, you know, every time you do something bad, she's like, I'm going to leave you. And then finally you just break one day and you just go, you know what? Fucking leave then. You just break. You just go, I'm so tired of fucking hearing it. And I've actually had this in my relationships. You try and be nice and people mistake kindness for weakness. Sometimes in business, sometimes in relationships. And you finally reach a point of hearing them complain and hearing the bitch and saying they're going to leave to where you finally just call them on the carpet because you're just sick of it. You just reach that point where you're just like, you know what? I'm on the same page with you right now because I'm so sick of hearing this bullshit. So tell you, you're going to leave. Do it. Fucking do it. I got a girlfriend years ago tell me, when I leave, you're not going to get any of this. And I'm like, you know, that's the whole reason I want you to leave and get away from me is because I'm really done with this. I want something else. And this is not what I want because you're driving me fucking insane. Um, <laughs> she didn't like that. Of course, and I can't blame her. I was always the best boyfriend, so I'm not going to pretend that it was anyone's particular fault. 
Uh, it was probably mine. If uh, I'll take, I'll own it. Let's put it that way. Um, but some people helped a little bit. <laughs> it wasn't all me, uh, but uh, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't the best at it. So let's put it that way. Anyway, moving on. Um, but you know, that's where I am with Facebook now. I've realized that they've given me a gift. They didn't kick me off their platform. I mean, I can go back in 25 days or something, whatever the fucking timer says. Um, and, uh, all these people try and talk to me on Facebook and I forget that I've been kicked off Facebook. So I got like a, a ping, like somebody will send me a message. Hey Chris, are you okay, man? We haven't heard from you in a while. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm fine. And I'll press send and I'll, and it'll come up and be like, you are blocked for 25 days. And I'll be like, oh, fuck. Oh shit, really? I'm not the most awake person in the morning, people. So anyway, what I realize now is that Facebook has done me a favor by pulling the stunt with me. And I've been sick of a few different things. My friend Mike Elgin, I don't know if you know him. He's a great writer, um, a tech uh, journalist. He's been around for about 10 years. Uh, about a year ago, he basically started telling people for the next six months he was leaving Facebook. He started dialing back his posts. He told everybody he was going to start posting on pretty much Google photos and he has a public photo as he travels around the world and does this stuff. And he, uh, he pretty much does that. It's pretty fucking amazing. Um, and he finally left Facebook and he told me and he told a lot of people, you know, you really should get out of this fucking town. And, uh, Google plus was kind of a way to keep Facebook in check for a while. But now Facebook just feels like it has a monopoly, especially owning WhatsApp, Instagram, and everything else. Surprisingly, I've gotten kicked off of Instagram. It's really weird. It's like I'm still on Instagram. There's no problems. Of course, I don't call anybody an ugly tranny on there, I guess. Maybe I should try and see what happens. <laughs> but uh, I've never really gotten addicted to Instagram. Uh, it's, that's kind of for the kids to get addicted to, I guess. Um, I, I like watching Instagram and interacting with my friends, but I don't like uh, – I'm just not like trying to get on there like I do like Facebook. So now I've gone back to Twitter, and it's helping me with the podcast. It's helping expand my base, my following base over there. It's actually expanding my audience, and I'm realizing that's a lot of stuff that hasn't been happening on Facebook. It hasn't been expanding my audience over there, partially because you're maxed at 5,000 friends. And even then, it's only sending you the same 25 motherfucking people that are your friends anyway. So you're just sitting there talking in circle jerks, really. And now I get it. Now I get what everyone's been trying to tell me. And I kind of, I had gotten it before, but now I can look on the outside of it and go, yeah, I'm just talking to my friends. Like I'm not keeping the fires alight. I'm not doing any fucking movement, right? You know, Facebook fan pages are shit unless you want to pay Facebook shitloads of money in advertising. I, I certainly would recommend if you want to advertise, advertise on Facebook. Uh, it's actually better advertising than Twitter, honestly. I'll be honest with you there, but even my groups struggle over there, uh, to get traction on any group I ever built. I mean, some of them get some fairly good traction, but most of them are my friends. Like my recent coronavirus group, I built it. I think it's like, I don't know, almost a thousand people or some shit. I don't know. I can't see right now. Um, but when I built it, it mostly was my friends who joined. And I remember posting stuff on my wall and then posting stuff in the group. And I'm thinking, wait, Everyone who joined my coronavirus group is my friend, so isn't this dual? Is this duplicity that I'm doing? So 
I started realizing some of this stuff and I'm like, what the fuck? Well, now I'm on Twitter and I'm able to hashtag. I'm able to find all these new people. I'm friending just shitloads of people because there's no limit to how many people you can friend on. Well, there actually kind of is a limit, but it's pretty fucking high. Um, and as long as you get a lot of follow backs, you can kind of keep going infinitely as long as you can get people to follow you back and you keep within a certain percentage of it. Uh, there's only a certain amount of people you can follow a day. They were getting that of course, but, uh, for the most part, I'm not really worried about that. I'm not doing mass following and you can't anymore. Uh, but people are following me on the hashtags. They're following me on the stuff that I'm discussing. Uh, I'm getting a much broader base over there of knowledge and information on Twitter. I was just pretty much getting my same 25 friends or 50 friends, maybe at the most, but pretty much my same 25 friends. Um, on Twitter, I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, I've always liked, uh, this show on TV and, oh, Hey, look, there's some of the actors they post them. I'd be interested in hearing what they do or this news personality or, uh, you know, I've always followed news, but now I'm following more of the people behind the news, uh, seeing what they're doing, talking through their life. Uh, I'll give you an example. Chris Cuomo. I've never really been, I like Chris, uh, when he came with his show for Chris Cuomo for CNN. Um, I didn't like the format they were using. They were trying to make it more of a ragey sort of, uh, opinion show like Fox. And I was like, wow, that really turns me off. I actually liked you better when you were just on your like morning thing. Um, uh, and I like Chris Kummel, but I, I just, I just didn't like the format of a show. And you know, I'm more of an NBC NB, MSNBC than a CNN guy. And, and a lot of the stuff that CNN does with the, where they pay both people to show up from both sides. And you know, they're going to defend both sides no matter what. Like, no one has an epiphany on there and goes, oh, what? Wait, this is bad? No, I'm flipping parties. No one does that on that show. It's just you know exactly what you're fucking going to get. So why bother listening? Um, so anyway, Chris Kuma's show um, has been on. Well, recently, if you haven't been aware of it, he came down with the coronavirus. Of course, he's been talking about it. His brother is the governor of... Uh, or not the governor, his brother is the um, uh, mayor of New York City. And, um, or no, hold on. It's Mayor de Blasio and there's Governor Cuomo. Okay, so I got those screwed up. So he's the governor of um, New York. Now, I've been watching Governor Cuomo's uh, press briefings because they certainly are a lot more calming and reassuring, even though the, the numbers and the stories are horrific than watching the White House press briefings where you're just like, I should probably start dying a noose right now. Don't do it. Um, the um, So his is a lot more calming, a lot more educated, a lot more information, which can kind of help you feel more in control right now. So anyway, Chris Kumo came down with coronavirus. And I was like, you know what? I need to start watching his show and seeing how he goes through this. And, and uh you know, he's going to be on display for everyone to see, and we're going to get an opportunity to kind of see what he goes through. And I've sent him some tweets to say, Hey man, you know, Chris, uh, we hope you do well. You know, I don't, I wouldn't want to see anybody harmed by what's going on with this, uh, or at least fall into death for that matter. I think there's some people that can learn some empathy by going through the sickness, but certainly not by harming them by passing away. Uh, I don't think I'd even wish that on my enemies. Uh, that's just not cool. Um, but, uh, some people could use some grounding. Um, so anyway, I 
I friended him, started following him, started getting involved with, you know, what his life is like, what his family life is like, you know, fortunately his daughters, his wife didn't get it. Um, so it's able to give me a deeper appreciation for really what's going on in the world, which is really something I enjoy following. To me, the world is more my child because I don't have a child and a wife. Uh, I just have my dogs. And so for me, being involved in the world, being involved in politics, being involved in all these different topics is kind of a way to fill that gap that most people do when they have three or four kids. And there's there's plenty fine with that. It's just not my gig. So um, the thing I've been finding with Twitter is I can go on Twitter and I can really just open up this whole world. And I do have my little 25 friends on there, but we don't really talk that much. They're mostly on Facebook talking to each other which is fine. I'll probably be back there someday. And I hope when I go back, I'm going to try and come up with some rules. If I go back to Twitter where, uh, I just keep a light there, like maybe one, two posts a day, because what I've realized too, is I'm, is I'm, I'm Mark Zuckerberg's bitch. And anything I produce is Mark Zuckerberg. It's, he sells me. I'm the product. And I guess I'm not being a very good product right now. So I need to shut up and be a little bitch and, go, and get my shit together for his for him to resell my ass. And the same is true of Twitter. Um, but really, to, to be that dickish with me like he's being, well, fuck him. Uh, fuck Zuck. That's my new hashtag. So anyway, um, uh, and I'm going to be calling that out more on Twitter. I'm going to be using that uh, platform to call out more of what's gone on because these sort of abuses that I've been seeing recently in last year where he's placating the right wing and of course placating politicians to spin whatever lies and deceit they possibly can on the thing. Uh, meanwhile, me saying ugly tranny or white trash. All the horror, Chris, all the horror. Yeah. And it even says LOL on it. So we know it's a joke. So anyway, this is the uh, eye-opening experience I've had in the catharsis um, where I've gone, you know what, this is pretty good for me. I can kind of see how much time I've been wasting on there, just writing all these rage posts to my 25 friends who are writing the same rage posts back at me. Hey, Chris, did you see that XYZ did this today? Oh, yeah, I saw that XYZ. Did you see that here's the other part of the XYZ? Oh, I didn't see that part. Oh, this fucking XYZ. You know, it really becomes a circle jerk. Uh, over there and where on Twitter, I can really expand my base. I can talk about stuff. We do still do the same topic jerk, circle jerk a little bit, but I meet new people and I expand my base and I invite people to come and listen to the podcast and I have a better chance that I have a better chance of getting more audience and selling more products and, and getting people listen to the podcast on Twitter than I ever do on Facebook ever. Because the other thing is, too, with the podcast, most people on my Facebook, they're like, we hear from you 20 times a day. You really want us to listen to your hour-long fucking podcast on top of this? Are you fucking serious? We've already heard all your bullshit today. We don't need to hear more. But people on Twitter and LinkedIn can really tune into the thing. And I've just really realized what a bubble that has been for me and the amount of time and effort that I've wasted putting into it without really expanding my base and expanding my audience. Um, and that's been a frustration I've had for a while now. So anyway, uh, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Uh, you can see my medium post where I read about that. There'll be an article that copies the medium post going up with a Christmas. Will I be back on Facebook? Probably, I don't know, 25 days or whatever. I just sent their attorneys a letter to cease and desist or whatever. 
uh, if they don't knock it off and get my account opened up. Uh, it's actually worked for me for clients before, so we'll see if it works again. The problem is I don't know if anybody's in the office to read it this time. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm tired of being Mark Zuckerberg's bitch and his product. So, you know what, Mark, if you want to quit me, I'm quitting you. Because all my friends can follow me on, uh, already follow me on Instagram. All my friends already follow me on Twitter. In fact, all my friends now have been reaching out to me going, hey, Chris, where are you? I'm like, go over to Twitter. I'm over there. Go over to Instagram. I'm over there. You got my phone number. You can reach me. Uh, you can follow me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, too. So there's that. And I'm on TikTok, too. Facebook doesn't own that, you motherfucker. Um so I'm on TikTok as well. You can go watch the dog videos over there and everything else. But uh, I like playing with my friends, seeing how they are doing, their families are doing, and their their life stories on Facebook. But I've realized that I'm not expanding my base. I'm not expanding my audience. I'm not doing myself any favors other than just going around in circles, which isn't too bad. But I spend way too much time doing that. I got thinking about, I mean, I was posting like, I don't know, 10, 20, 15 times a fucking day. Is that really fucking necessary on Facebook? And I got thinking about what the value of Facebook is. I mean, what am I trying to do? I'm not changing any minds. (laughs) I'm keeping people up to date, but for the most part, they can go find that information themselves. They're already my friends, so they think like I do. And it really is a bubble circle jerk. I didn't really thought about it. I mean, it's basically a place to hang out with your friends and, and have a beer. Um, but a long time ago, I had someone say Twitter is the bar. Um, Facebook is your home and, uh, LinkedIn is your office. Those are the paradigms they drew on those. So now I'm kind of realizing that and I'm like, wow. Uh, and Twitter really isn't my home. It's a great place to hang out with friends, but I can do that on any of the other platforms as well. Um, and I suppose as long as I have access to, you know, right now I can still see on Facebook, anybody who talks to me, anybody who comments, I can see anybody who sends me a friend request. If you send me a message on Facebook, I can see it and then I can just get in touch with you on some other platform. Uh, and I'm fine, but I really, I got to tell you, I feel like that addict that got put in jail, you know, Facebook jail and the drug is out of my system I can see clearly now and I can go, man, I've been wasting a lot of time and I've just been beating my head against the wall in some non-productive ways over there. There are good productive ways to use Facebook. I have not been doing that. I have not been doing that in the most extreme form. <laughs> so it's time to it's time to knock that off. So if I do get on Facebook, I'm going to make some rules, maybe one to two posts a day. I've actually done that before and then I didn't stick with it because something will trigger me and I'll be like, hey, age. Um, you know, and, and, uh, I need to quit arguing. I'm getting better at not arguing with people. Like in, on Twitter, I had some arguments today where people are like, Oh, you're, you're this, that, the other X, Y, Z left, right, this, that other. And I just, and I just told him, I actually came with a good meme. It's that meme from fight club where it says this conversation is over and I'm going to start using that. And it, and so when people want to start arguing with me and you know, there's no way you're going to win those people over, you can't change, you can't argue stupid with people. Um, I, I'm just going to say, you know what? This conversation's over because they try and goad you because they just want to keep it going. They just want to argue. 
It doesn't have anything to do that they're trying to, they're searching to find the facts. They're just looking to argue for, it's kind of like when you argue with your wife or girlfriend, she's not arguing with you to get to reality, truth, or the facts. She's doing it for maximum antagonistic antagonism. She's doing it to torture you and make your life a living fucking hell. She's not trying to argue facts with you. That's not even on the table. The problem is you think it is. Like all my friends will call me up and be like, my wife said this and, and who's right, her or me? And I'm like, it, it doesn't matter if she's right or wrong. She's just fucking arguing with you to fucking take it out on your shit. She doesn't, and he, you know, you're trying to be factual. She doesn't give a shit about facts. She's just trying to punish your ass. So um, I've just learned to say, hey, you know what? This conversation's over. And so when they come back with some retort or whatever, I've indicated to them that we're done. We're moving on. I'm not the stupid whisperer. And that's it. So anyway, I feel pretty good right now. The main thing I've got to do as an addict and a recovering addict is I've got to every day, when I get access to Facebook, I've got to think about what I'm doing, have some rules, maybe a 12-step program. <laughs> if you got some ideas, send them to me on Twitter. Don't call for it, says Chris Voss. Uh, maybe, maybe, I should, maybe I should create an AA for Facebook group. And I should, you know, then I can be like, my name's Chris Voss. I had a problem. I was addicted to Twitter. Every day, I have to make sure that I don't get re-addicted to it. And, you know, sometimes it's a struggle. <laughs> so, um, there it is. I also have to make sure on Twitter, I don't become the raging fucking idiot that I am, but, uh, maybe I've just crossed that over to another, I've, I've basically gone from, uh, crack to meth at this point. <laughs> Facebook to Twitter. I don't fucking know. We'll see what happens, but I do have to tell you, my base is expanding. And for a marketer like me and someone who wants more people to listen to this podcast and expand it and people wants to sell more goods and develop more relationships that are new. So I can expand my businesses. Um, Twitter is a lot more built for that than fucking Facebook. Facebook is just your same 25 people circle jerking, which is fine to a certain degree in the amount that it's useful. But I think a lot of us, it gets to a point where it's not. So anyway, that's my take. That's my journey for sharing you with it. Uh, now all of you are going to go out and be like, how can I get suspended on Facebook? I'm sure. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, probably a good lesson to learn from this is be careful on these platforms now, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. There are bots running in them, and if you trip them, you could be really fucked. So you may want to watch your jokes and your manners and what you're doing, but don't be their bitch forever. Um, keep your free speech to yourself. Um, but also, you know, ask yourself how much time you've been wasting. I've been trying to write a book up in Utah. There's a lot of times I should have been working on the book instead of fucking beaten off on fucking Facebook, you know what I mean? And uh, so now my eyes are kind of open and I'm gone. Yeah, it's probably time to do something different. So um, hopefully I can stay off the drug. Wish me luck. We'll stay in touch, of course. If you listen to the podcast, subscribe, share it with a friend. Um, we'll see how I do. See how I do. Hopefully I can get a year coin from now. You got away from Mark Zuckerberg. Fuck Zuck. Pound fuck Zuck. Um, so yeah. So I'm going to fuck up 
uh, in my little way, which probably won't make a bunch of a difference. Uh, Zuck's uh, way of tracking me or whatever, and reselling my shit. And I'm going to go put more investments into um, LinkedIn and Twitter. And hopefully that will bring me a bigger base, which will bring me an audience, which will bring us a bigger podcast, and you'll win as well. So there you go. So I would say take stock of what you're doing too. Um, I know a lot of times when I get depressed, I use Facebook as a crutch, uh, especially in these times that we've been going through lately with the coronavirus. So, you know, be careful from that because it can be an emotional thing where you get attached to it. And I think I kind of was attached to it a little too emotionally. So, um, it's healthy to take a step back and go, Hmm. And, uh, and, uh, at this point, Facebook, I'm not suspended. You're suspended. Fuck you, Zuck. Not your bitch. I'm going to go find a new tramp to run around with. <laughs> I'm going to go find a new drug. <laughs> uh, and I'm trying to be better at it. <laughs> as in, like, better as in, like, not as addicted. So, anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, hopefully that helped. Hopefully you gave us some insight and something to think about what to do. And if you can't reach me on Facebook and you're like... Why doesn't Chris respond to my comments or my messenger? It's because he can't figure out how to reach you on the other platforms to tell you that that is really, I'm not ignoring you. I love you, but I am suspended because Zuck's a fucking dick and a cheap ass motherfucking billionaire. Um, don't even start on the whole thing where all the billionaires right now are not dumping money. Uh, most of them are not dumping money to help the world at all. They're just sitting in yachts. Uh, out in the fucking middle of the ocean right now, evidently, or on their private islands, uh, trying to avoid the zombie apocalypse of coronavirus um, and not get sick. And they don't give a fuck. Like, you would think they would they'd be like, hey, you know, he gave you this real big tax bill. We saved you billions of dollars. So we're going to come buy all the masks and make them and we're going to do everything to help the world right now because that's what we want to give back. No, they're just like, hmm, I better go in a corner and not get sick and figure out a way to spend my money and fuck the rest of you people. <laughs> Anyway, guys, be well, stay safe, and, uh, you know, take a look at what you're doing. Don't make the mistakes, same mistakes I do. That's why I share them. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.